0: As they've been doing his entire tenure, people are beginning to question Coach Prime and if he's the right man for the job at Colorado. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked On Boss. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode of Locked on Bust is brought to you by PISPix. Go to PySPix.com/slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars It's Daily Fancy Sports made easy. We are also brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We're free wherever wherever you get your podcast. Let's dive right in. As we all know, and I think a lot of people want this discussion to be over, but it's far from over because until We see what happens. We're going to have to talk about it. Coach Prime demotes Sean Lewis as a play caller, and all hell breaks loose. Obviously, he promotes Pat Shermer. He demotes Tim Brewster, uh, the tight ends coach, to an off-the-field role, so that way he can make room for Shermer to call plays against Oregon State. Then they go out there against Oregon State, and the offense looks nearly as bad as it did against uh, Oregon for almost the entire game until the fourth quarter when Oregon State essentially was playing off and kind of – just let him do whatever. And it is what it is. But I think that was a mistake. I think coach prime is, I think he's very promising. Like I talked about yesterday. I think he could eventually lead Colorado to a championship because he has such, he has an innate ability to attract talent. So I think down the line, he could attract top talent to Colorado and continue to recruit at a high level. But I think this was the biggest mistake of his Colorado tenure. And I appear not to be the only one that thinks so uh, in a r- report by 24 seven sports, they interviewed agents and um, coaches and obviously they're anonymous. And so there was some strong feelings about what coach prime did. And let's just say they were not a fan of it. It's uh, one pack 12 coach said, and this is someone who played them. It's a crazy story. Can't believe it. Sean Lewis was the hire that made Dion the talk of college football to mo- to demote him is a sign of chaos. But then again, coaching Shadur Sanders is probably the hardest job in America. I think that's kind of in reference to the fact that a a lot of people, a lot of reporters have kind of been speculating that Sean Lewis was demoted because Coach Prime wasn't a fan of how he was using Shadur. There's always the notion of Shadur needs to boost his stats or pad his stats. And why I don't think that's, I don't think Coach Prime's out there like, make sure my son throws for 500 yards a game. I do think there's a sense of like, he probably cares that extra bit more because it's a son of quarterback and he wants to see his son protected and he wants to see his son in the best situations possible. And whether or not Sean Lewis was always putting his son in the best situation possible. I think you could say the play calling when they were at their best was amazing. I think it was some of the best in college football. And then when Shadur Sanders was constantly getting sacked and there was no tight ends or running backs in there to chip, that's where it was like questionable, but I don't think that's a demotion worthy move. I think that's a, Hey, Make sure you call this or we're going to have discussions or like I will take over. I will like veto you. I feel like they got way too public, way too fast. And now everyone's looking at Colorado like what the hell is going on? So that was the first quote that stood out to me. Uh, And then the other one was, it's laughable on Dion's part. And this is an agent that represents college coaches said. It makes you question his competency as a head coach and ability to deal with adversity. They've overachieved already. And a lot of it was due to their offense. And then someone else said, "You never see it, see it, because a real leader wouldn't throw someone under the bus like that for no reason. If anything, he should have fired Charles Kelly, not the only thing on offense that worked." So later, that so those are the the main quotes that they have, and I think I think there's a lot of I want to say there's a lot we don't know that's going on behind closed doors. Uh, I think. To give Coach Pryan the benefit of the doubt, I think this was a – and I've said this many times, I think this was an overreactionary move. I think Colorado struggled against Stanford in the second half, but I think a lot of that goes on the defense too. They gave up a 29-0 lead. Uh, you think you would think if you could hold a defense uh, – if your offense could throw up 29 and you could hold them scoreless, that you'd be able to at least save a 29 point zero lead or a 29 point lead against Stanford. And they weren't able to do that. And then UCLA has a great defense. Like UCLA's defense is probably top 15, uh, top 20 at worst. And Colorado had no chance against them. It wasn't. And I think a lot of people are confusing Sean Lewis's play calling with the inferiority of the offensive line. The offensive line is as bad as it gets. They can't run the ball effectively. Uh, They are, the worst run team almost I, I want to say they have the worst rushing attack in college football or near the bottom uh, let's see and they also they can't block well they can't run the ball and when defenses are able to key in on their receivers it makes life for Shadur Sanders harder because obviously he has to like there's no deep shots yeah Colorado ranks 129th in rushing with 69 yards per game uh, and they average 2.3 yards per carry and that's probably including Shadur Sanders is rushing and stuff like that. And so I think there's a, there's a notion that Colorado has a, they have a problem with the offensive play calling. And I think here's the problems, the offensive line, the offensive line coaching and the, the inability to kind of see that they need to have a running back and a tight end blocking. I know that takes away a receiver or two, but Hey, would you rather have Shader Sanders on his back or would you rather him throw to Xavier Weaver and Travis Hunter with more protection? And I think that's kind of the bigger picture. And I, excuse me, I think there's a lot of questions as to why, like what is going on in Colorado and what these, what inspired these decisions. And I think at the end of the day, Sean Lewis had an opportunity to make those adjustments and he didn't. And so I see from that angle, I see why coach prime felt that there was a change needed to be made. I just think from the overall angle of the entire season, one, they exceeded expectations. They won more than three and a half game, which was their win total, which isn't the goal. Like coaches aren't like, what is, what's the money line on this this weekend? Should we win? Should we not? But they exceeded expectations. The offense was the strength of the team. And so yes they had a couple down weeks but it was the strength of the team. The defense has looked horrendous. The defense is uh also ranks as one of the worst in the country. Um they can't tackle, they can't pressure the quarterback and I think I think these issues are more so of a yeah, they rank 129th in defense. And so I think these these bigger issues are kind of depicting the roster construction, like the biggest problem that this team has isn't the play calling. Uh, It isn't the coaching. I think they have good coaches. I think Charles Kelly's a good coach. I think Sean Lewis is a good coach. I think Coach Prime's a great coach. I think they're all great coaches. I think it's the roster construction that really has come back to bite them. Uh, They went from the outside in, and that is probably the worst way to construct a roster just because you need to figure out a way to protect a a lead. You need to figure out a way to kind of protect – uh, you're a quarterback you need a way to protect your your secondary your linebackers they can't rush the passer they can't stop the run and it's just really hard to win if you're just constantly outmatched in the trenches and so Colorado's constantly outmatched in the trenches and so I think these coaches and agents while they are taking shots at coach prime right now it's like a it's more of a I, I don't think anybody's in the wrong here coaching wise. Like I don't think Sean Lewis has done anything wrong coaching outside of not adjusting his like his looks. And I think Charles Kelly, while there is improvements to be made on defense, it's the personnel. They recruited these guys hoping that they would be successful. They, they brought guys in from Maine. They brought guys like reserves in from Washington, Tennessee, Fresno State who were these guys who played consistently or some some of them didn't they brought in corners who weren't starters they brought in corners who were backups at big schools and they just figured that it would all work out they brought an offensive lineman from group of five schools and were like okay you didn't rank well uh, you didn't grade well at your previous school but we're going to give you the opportunity here and they just threw it all together and when they're playing against lesser opponents like TCU and Nebraska and teams that they have more talent than or teams that they they could take advantage of with their passing game, they're fine. But when they play against better teams that have more complete lines, it's an issue. And so I think we're kind of seeing the, down, the downside of the roster construction. So it's going to be an interesting battle for Coach Prime to fix that as he uh, looks forward. Um, so, yeah, let's just – Let's just wait and see. I think he has a big offseason ahead of him in recruiting and the transfer portal. This episode of Lockdown Bust is brought to you by Jace Medical. Let's see. Let me tell you about Jace. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up because together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for the connection we have. And today I want to chat about chat about a little something more personal. I just learned that you could get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your, your generics for Viagra or Rivi- Riviado p- prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at Jace Medical to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use code College at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered my pill... I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medicine, go to jasonmedical.com. If it's offered to you, remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Welcome back. We are talking about... A prime opportunity here. I think while there's a lot of things going wrong, I think there's a lot of things that can go right with a win. Uh, the big, the best cure for instability and chaos is a big win. And so I've been talking about Arizona as the hottest team in college football, which by all means they are. Uh, let me just, if you haven't been listening to the show as of late, and or you just don't know about Arizona, let me tell you about Arizona. So they start off the season. They beat Northern Arizona. They lose to Mississippi State. They beat UTEP. They narrowly beat Stanford 21 to 20. Okay. And then it's like, uh, this is a typical Arizona team. Jaden Delora, their starting quarterback, goes down against Stanford. They beat Stanford 21-20. They go into Washington. They lose. It was number seven, number seven, Washington. They lose 20 or 31 to 24. But no Fafita, their retro freshman quarterback, comes in, throws three touchdowns, and they look like a different team. it's like, okay, maybe they got something here. Then they take. USC to triple overtime. Uh, USC escapes 43 to 41. But then this is where it all turns around. They played number 19 Washington State. They beat them 44 to 6, blow the doors off of them. Then they beat number 11 Oregon State the next week, 27 24. Uh, Nova Fita threw for three touchdowns, 275 yards. Following week, they host UCLA, number 19 UCLA, beat them, boat race them 27 10. They look like a completely different team uh, from the start of the year. No Kafita, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Defense is looking stellar as well. And so they're kind of on a streak. They're 3-0 and in their last three games against ranked opponents. They're playing well. They're playing pretty strong. And next week they have a matchup against number 18, Utah. And then Arizona State. And so for them, it's like, okay, we win these three games and we're in the Pac-12 title game possibly. And I think this is a trap game. Colorado has gone from worrying about trap games to being a trap game. And I think this is a prime opportunity for Colorado to kind of just punch someone in the right in the mouth. Like, they have an opportunity to – they could outscore Arizona. If the offense is going – and I don't know if who's calling the offense, but if the offense gets going – they could win this game. The defense is going to struggle against stopping Noah Fita. He's just really smart, really precise. And we haven't seen them be able to stop anybody uh with this much precision uh this game or this week because we we have in Boulder right now, and I think a lot of people forget this. They have four wins. They need six. Six to make a bowl. They have Arizona this week, which is a tough matchup. Like, I'm not going to discredit Arizona by any means. Tough matchup. Then they have Washington State, who is, they go from the hottest team in college football to the coldest team in college football. Washington State started off 4-0 and has lost five straight. They just lost to Stanford this past week. It was 10-7. Colorado could beat them. So if Colorado could catch Arizona looking ahead, being like, okay, we're a little, little, feeling a little big, a little too much dip on their chip, Colorado could punch them right in the mouth, can kind of pull off an upset here, and then all of a sudden, Colorado's sitting at 5-5, five and five and they just need to win one of their last two. And Washington State's struggling. Utah is not the same team that they once were. They have injuries up and down the board. A bowl game is very much in play for Colorado. They just need to win one. And I think this would be the one where they – this would be a momentum-building win. This would be like a, okay, everybody relax. We're surviving. We're, we're making it one more week. Because I think the problem when you're a team that has this much attention, this much – I guess chatter and this much a team that talks a lot because they do talk a lot or they did talk a lot. People want to see you lose. People want to see you fail. And so when you start to fail, it feels like the walls are caving in. This is a way to like push those walls out and be like, okay, whew, we just got some more time. We just bought ourselves some time and we just kind of saved ourselves a little bit. And so I think this is a huge week for Colorado. I'm excited to see, if they could pull off the upset because realistically if they don't win here, they have to win their last two, and that'd be pretty tough, and I think losing five out of, losing six out of their last seven would be a pretty tough way to go out, um, and I don't know if they'd be able to bounce back from it, but either way, what I do know is that our sponsors over at prize picks, they got a great deal for you, and you need to know about it. With prize picks, it's the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season, and now, I could play during basketball season two. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from special league, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you could go LeBron James plus Taylor Swift's boyfriend Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo of three point three pointers made and receptions. You can also play alongside our favorite celebrities like Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can find them in community plays under the promos tab in the app if you view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So, if you want to get in on the fun and get in on the prize Picks action, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome back. We are switching gears now, taking a little bit of time to discuss. Taking a little bit of time to kind of go off of um, the, I guess the the college football mess, the college football excitement, and here's the thing: Colorado's women's basketball team, number twenty, they start off the year. I think they'll probably be a top ten team in no time, if not number. I feel like they should be number one. I always have a, I always have this like thought in my head that if you beat the number one team and you're a ranked team, you should like switch spots. But that's just me. So, they opened the season uh, in the Hall of Fame series in Las Vegas, right? And I, funny enough, before I started covering Colorado, I was a closet Colorado women's basketball fan. I was a huge Jalen Sherrod fan uh, because of my time at the Pac 12 networks. So, I would always be doing the highlights for uh, basketball, and so the men's and women's. And when Women's basketball rolled around. Colorado started off, I think it was two years ago. I don't remember how many games they won. They started off undefeated, though. And I was like, this Colorado team is the best team in the country. And then they ended up struggling, and uh, they kind of fizzled. But they have a lot of returning players. From They have a lot of veterans. And they had a huge win over number one LSU this past weekend. So if you guys don't know anything about the women's basketball scene, LSU won the title last year. Uh, they have Angel Reese, who's one of the best players, if not the best player in, in women's basketball. Um, Probably top two, at least. Kaylin Clark's out there. Uh, Then they have Flaugé Johnson, who is a – she doubles as a a successful rapper. She's a really good guard. Uh, They have Michaela Williams, I believe is how – yeah, Michaela Williams, a freshman who's, like, the top freshman in the country. And then they went out and got one of the best players in the country. So they basically filmed – or formed, like, the Golden State Warriors of women's basketball teams. Like, they were just super team, and they – added Haley Van Lith, who's probably one of the best players, top three players in college basketball. So they have two top five players. They return a ton of people from their championship team last year. And they have Kim Mulkey, who's one of the better coaches in women's college basketball. And Colorado went out there and I kid you not, they boat raced them. If, if you would have shown me this tape, not told, not like, I didn't know, I don't know who's ranked. I don't know which teams, which I would have been like, Oh, if you're like, one of those teams was the national champion last year, I'd be like, oh, it's Colorado, right? They boat raced them. It was, whew, final score was 92-78 for you mathematicians at home. That's a 14-point win. I don't even think the game was that close. Uh, they got a huge performance from uh, Jalen Sherrod had 19. Frida Foreman, who's probably one of the best shooters in um, women's college basketball, had 7-3. She was 7 for 11. Uh, and then they also got a pretty big uh, performance from Aaronette Von Vonley who had 24 points and if you look at LSU they're supposed to be the super team that is just really good at everything they do Colorado held them to 43 percent shooting from the field 44 10 from three and Angel Reese had 15 points on 6 of 15 shooting Flagey only had three points uh, Haley Van Lith while she had 14 she was 4 of 11 and it just was not a good game for LSU Colorado punched them in the mouths their coach um, she kind of, there was a cool video after the game where she's like, I scheduled this game, not because I wanted us to be tested because I knew we could win. I knew we could beat them. And I just love the confidence. Uh, I thought there was a great game for Colorado. And I think it's a great program building uh, win. Um, unfortunately we didn't see, uh, sh- 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 excuse me, Deion Sanders, daughter out there. She didn't get any time, but Colorado look out for them. They are a contender. Uh, The Pac-12, as usual in women's basketball, is is they have a very deep uh, pool of talent, and I think this Colorado team can make some noise this year. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Buffs. I hope you guys loved this episode like I loved making it. Uh, Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. We're almost at 4,000 subs. I'd like to see that number continue to grow. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.